the barefoot hunter because statistics are the best. The barefoot hunter because you don't need footwear to bet. And welcome back to the Barefoot Punter. I'm your host as always, the Mug, your co-host, the Logical One. We take our inspiration from the Barefoot Investor, but instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the 2019 AFL season. And it's a big welcome and good evening to the Logical One. Thanks a lot, Mug. It feels a long time since we've recorded being on a Thursday. Um, feels like longer than a week and a half. Um, it's been a huge week in footy. A lot of it's sad. Um, I think firstly, let's you know maybe talk about Frawley, a very sad occurrence earlier on the week. Yeah, I'm sure like it hits most people, it hits them pretty hard when uh, something like that happens. It was one of those real sort of Steve Irwin moments where you're sort of someone that you feel so connected to, even though you haven't probably had a lot to do with him, but uh, you see him all the time and you feel like you have a connection because he's such a honest sort of guy and uh, knockabout sort of fella. So yeah, it was uh, it was it was it was pretty sad. I, I, I must admit, I found myself being a bit uh, emotional about it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but uh, we, you, and we'd had both had a bit of a brush with uh, with Danny Frawley um, over our journey as well. You probably more so than me. Um, back, uh, well, almost what twenty years ago now. We both went down to uh, Tigerland to to have a crack. They took a, a bunch of young guys out of the eastern suburbs, and and we were amongst that crew. And um, and uh, you were reminding me this morning that yeah, well, I thought um, <laughs> I thought that everyone, you know, sad as it is, everyone's been telling their their, their funny or happy stories around around Spud Frawley, and and we sort of do have one. I remember we went down to pre-season, and I've been training training my ass off trying to get fit, and, and I think you hadn't. I'm not <laughs> yeah. sure. Well, Probably wasn't in the best shape. I should have been in. <laughs> and um, and he got us to do the 1500 meter time trial and. Spud being Spud, he was still quite fit and he was so, so energetic and, and he did the 1500 metre time trial with us and um, I think three laps in, he, it was a five lapper, 300 metre track, I think he blew you away and he was, uh, <laughs> did, he, did he lap you? <laughs> <laughs> if he didn't lap me, he was pretty close and, to it. And, and, uh, and the whole way around, he was giving you a lip, telling you how soft you folks were. Was, and I was, was, uh, I was probably at that stage, uh, after about being about 10, 15 minutes into uh, being down at Tigerland, I thought, oh gee, this probably doesn't look too good, the coaches. <laughs> the coaches. But, uh, but obviously, so I only lasted down there about a month, but you were there for the full 12 months. You went on and played uh, reserves that year for, for, the, for the Tiggers. Um, and so you were, would have obviously had a lot more connection with him. Than, yeah, than he I was did. always super friendly, and he was always encouraging. And and he used to he used to because I was quite light back then. He used to used to tell me just put a loaf of bread in the car, and every time you get in, have a slice. You know, like just he was you know like he was always upbeat though. And yeah. I, yeah, I had a, a you know. So a lot of respect for him. Rest in peace for the uh, for the big man, and uh, and we've just obviously uh, it's come to light um, Willie, which we're both uh, mm. upset about that for a lot of different reasons because he's one of our favourites. We love Willie. Oh, he's, he's, I was shattered. He, I'm I'm really sad. I hope hope it's going to be all right for him. It doesn't sound like he's going to play finals, mm. um, and I hope it's nothing. You know, like not a four year suspension that ruins his career because he's so good to watch, uh, so energetic, and yeah, he really... celebrates well and. He lit him up there the other night against Essendon. In, uh, from a football sense, uh, logical. What were some of the things that you saw over the weekend, or, or that you take interest in from a betting point of view? Well, it was a pretty uneven week, wasn't it? A lot of lopsided games. Geelong got that shocking start again. Mm. Performed poorly again at the MCG. Um, Your man Rowan didn't touch it again. I don't do- think. Donuts Rowan got three touches and then went off with a hamstring. Um, and uh, I see that he's um, yeah, I see he, he has up. been dropped tonight. Yeah. So 
Um, that's the advantage we have got of recording on a Thursday. We can see the teams. Um, the other thing that's just happened today is Pikes. Pikes resigned from Adelaide, so um, it's all happening this week. Yeah, some uh, some big news stories, uh, that's for sure. Um, in terms of uh, last week, logical, some bad beats. Did you see anything? I didn't see any bad beats last week, but what I did sort of take notice of was um, Brisbane expected score. I saw a very interesting um, stat there, expected score in that match against Richmond. So expected score is on the shots they had what they're expected to score versus what they did actually score. And on expected score, um, they were they said they should have lost the match by three, three points. points. To Rich- mm. Three points to Richmond. So very interesting. Um, early on, they were dominating. They didn't get the score on the board. They didn't get their calls. So they were a little bit unlucky, but I wouldn't call it a bad beat, but I was just that was an interesting look. Yeah, okay. And uh, let's talk uh, betting review. Um, how did you go with the bets that you are putting up from last week? Uh, so I put, up th- uh, I put up either Collingwood or Geelong in the outright. Yep. Uh, both still in it. Geelong lost, Collingwood won, so still to play out. Um, I put up Gaff and Shuey most most disposals for the for the final series. And fantastic! A few of the listeners were uh, were tweeting in during the week uh, just about the uh, quality of that particular tip up because now what are those numbers? We started at what fifty one and eighteen, well, I, I think. think. At the time, actually, it was sixty seven for Shuey and um, seventeen for Gaff, and now into six and eight. So that's wow. good. That's a quality, uh, some quality tip ups there. Logical, well done, yeah, mate. That's well, a they good run. Couldn't expect it to get thirty four. They both got thirty four. Had Amazing. a great week, but it's all about how far they go. Correct. So. West Coast win this week, then they're in a really good spot for those bets because they either get three games equal as everyone else or they can get four and go to the grand final. Very good. Um, and the other one I tipped up was Brisbane, which was nowhere near it. Yeah, okay. And uh, for me, uh, the only one that I was putting up was the Cats. Um, and unfortunately, um, well, they blew themselves out in the first quarter, really, didn't they? They were playing catch-up. Um Ever since, uh, so they, they still Danger still it? nearly carried him over the line. Well, to, it would have been really interesting if Hawkins marks yeah. that ball uh, with I think only about a minute to go at that point in time. A minute and a half to go, and um, ball goes back to the center. And geez, there would have been a few nervous Collingwood people up in the box watching the clock if uh, if that was the case. But uh, oh, but look, they they weren't quite good enough for f- full four quarters, so uh, missed out on that one unfortunately. So not not a great week in terms of um, match tipping, uh, but some great stuff there on the futures from yourself um uh, so thank you for that one so um i've tweeted out a few times this week um that uh, this would be a special edition of the barefoot punter um we'll obviously go through our normal uh, afl games and different tips and it may refer to some future stuff if, if there's a couple of little things that you have in there logical but we're very honored and blessed to have very with, very honored very honored and uh, and blessed to have with us tonight a special guest um, he's uh, he's been in the betting caper for some time now, and uh, he's a rugby union enthusiast. And I'd I'd like to say a big welcome and introduction to the program to the king. <laughs> Cheers, guys! Thanks for having me on. Uh, very good, mate. Yes. I would, I'll just I'll add a little bit there too, Mug. Uh, this guy has had more bad beats than hot dinners. <laughs> and we all? But, but on the on the the. He's probably too modest to say this, but probably one of the best rugby union judges in the world. Uh, really good rugby union punter. So we're very privileged to have him on tonight. Oh, fantastic. And uh, and King, maybe can you just give the listeners a little bit of a rundown of your, I guess, how you first got started into the betting game and uh, and I guess where that betting journey uh, has taken you. I'm not sure if the uh, listeners have realised, but it's a different accent to ours. So uh, so maybe uh, you might talk us through through your journey. Yeah, no problem. Just do a quick uh, quick rundown of it. 
Um, basically, I got into betting by accident when I was in starting uni and I wanted a job where I, you know, wanted to get some money to go out in the piss, basically. Yep. <laughs> and uh, the easy, I didn't want to miss the sport either, so I was looking at what job, you know, what job you can do where you don't need to work till midnight in a bar. Um, and you can still see the sport and get paid for it. So stumbled across betting shops, so the equivalent of like your TAB shops here. Um, started off there, was able to work kind of day shifts during the during, over the weekend. Still, still able to go out for my beers at night time and uh, get all the sport in. So that's kind of how I fell into it. And then when I finished uni, you know, I wasn't particularly taken with Anthony in the business degree that I did. Um, stayed stayed in the betting company, moved up to head office, started doing odds compiling um, so that was back in early 2000s in Paddy Power um, yeah. over in Ireland and then yeah since then just kind of just love it and stayed in it went out my own for a while uh, for a few years but became a bit tough just to see a long term future in it especially betting on rugby union it's tough enough um, you know to be able to get set set big enough bets to, to keep going without having a salary to back yourself up. Um, so I've just recently got back into the corporate side of things and so I just do my rugby punting on the side now. Very good, mate. And so so, uh, so you're actually out just punting full time, uh, out on your own, is that right? Uh, it wasn't on my own. I did, did it for just over four years. It started off with me and another guy I used to work with and then kind of expanded with there was a few guys who were doing similar thing on different sports who I knew, so we joined up with those guys and just kind of gave us a bit more, you know, the turnover and just even even things out a little bit. Like there weren't so many peaks and troughs with uh, that you have when you're just on one sport. Fantastic, mate. And um, and what would you say is is the one of the biggest challenges, I guess, being out on your own, uh, doing that full time sort of punting? Uh, I th- the biggest challenge is kind of the grind of going through trying to make sure you've got enough avenues to get your money down yeah um that's the hardest part like picking out what you want to bet on is you know that that part of it i think a lot of people who do it have that relatively down and they know they have some edges in different areas but you know the longer that continues the first of all the market just is gradually getting better and better as the more people that bet into it um also there's you know the the bookmakers aren't taking as much risk as they would have previously. They've they've got much more customers now, and you know they're they're rather driving people into the main markets and away from kind of some of the exotic stuff, like the equivalent of the the bet that Logical put up with the most disposals, uh, like that. If they put up a, if there was a union bet on, you know, Anthem to do it, try scores by teams or Anthem like that brings it down a couple of levels in the main yep. markets. You'd you'd struggle to get you know more than a casual bet on. But I mean that's. For the casual punters, it's still that's fine. It's not yep. going to have any impact on them. But yeah, just for as a as a an ongoing thing, it was going to be a struggle, and it's kind of been it's been getting harder and harder to get the money down. So your turnover is going down every year. Yeah, which is obviously going to affect like what what you end up with at the end of the year. And is that um, uh, a bit related? And I don't know. Logicals um, potentially had this issue uh, in 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 recent years with Pinnacle going down. Would you say that's it, from the Australian? Um, uh, I guess market that it's gone down. Has that been yeah, a, a, that, an issue in getting money down, or yeah, that, it, it definitely has. A pinnacle where obviously you know they put up they weren't going to take huge bets on Union early in the week. Yeah, that's fine. But they'd still lay good bets as you get towards game day, and I think people use them as quite a good guide in the market because they were taking on more of the sharp punters. So yeah. 
now without that guide, the bookies, the other bookies are less tolerant of that kind of money going there. Yeah. But uh, would I would would it be fair to say uh, that King that even though that um, you're not going full time, that you're still managing to uh, have a fair old punt, uh, even though that you're back in a full time job. Yeah, yeah, you can still I can still get on, still get on decent amounts. I I basically just will will mainly bet in in the main markets now, yep. and I'll and I'll just bet on game day. I'm not going to go near the the prices early the, in the week. The early it, stuff. Yep. It just sets the you can set the market off. Okay. Like, you know, so the, there'll always be people, you know, who have a good idea and they'll put down their their casual bets early in the week. The prices will get more into shape, and then, you know, you'll be you just have to hope that it's still at a number you're willing to bet when it gets to yeah, game for day. Sure. Okay, good. Well, uh, I guess the important thing for the listeners is to know that uh, we've got someone of uh, of real experience, real, real quality here. Someone that's, uh, as Logical says, one of the best in the world as far as comes to uh, rugby union markets. So we're going to, to chat to the King a little bit later on about the uh, rugby tip-ups. But before that, we'll get into some AFL games. Logical, are you ready to talk some AFL? Let's do it. So Friday night, and every, as everyone knows, it's Geelong taking on the West Coast Eagles at the MCG. The Cats here $1.80 and the West Coast Eagles two oh five, making the Cats now a three and a half point favourite. And we've just about had a flip in these markets from earlier in the week. Uh, I actually feel now logical the markets are back to where they should be. Um, but uh, we can talk to your uh, expertise in a moment. What are you seeing in terms of ins and outs? Well, we've got a rare luxury of having the teams. <laughs> we on don't have Thursday. to guess. And so we've got in Guthrie, Stanley, out Duncan Rowan, in Petrocelli, and out Rioli. So they both lose a key key weapon in Rioli and Rowan. Um, I think probably, and even Duncan's quite a decent player. So at selection table, um, it's evened up a bit today with Rioli. Um, Earlier in the week... West Coast were favourites. I'm of the opinion here, I, I thought the market was too short on West Coast. It's yep. moved back towards Geelong. But in saying that, I don't want to be on Geelong. Uh, I think West Coast are probably the best team in it at the moment. That's quite controversial. Yep. Uh, the, the way they were playing, uh, their forward stru- structure, their midfield with Nick Nat back, I think they are actually the highest rating team in, in the competition. Wow, but they've okay. Got to, but they've got to travel to the MCG, so yep. it's still hard. So, you know, I'm rating them eight points better than Geelong. So they've got to come across... You know, they lose that in a final. I think they lose about six points there. So I'm marking, I'm making West Coast a two-point favourite for this match. Um, and I think you can probably get about $2.05 or, or so. You might get better. So I'm, I'm putting up a unit on uh, West Coast in this game. Okay, good. Well, there's one for the listeners straight away. My my feeling on the game was that uh, neutral territory, West Coast are the fa- slight favourite, I felt. That, that, that was my, my take on it. Um, obviously, we know they have to come to the to the MCG to play. For me, that flips it. So therefore, Geelong should have been the the favourite. Um, Willie's now out, so that market. I, I feel now the market is probably right without the change to Willie. Um, so now that market is probably not. You know that the the juice there for Geelong. I'm, I'm not overly uh, happy with it. So my lean was probably to the Cats. Um, market has moved to probably where it should be. Um, is, there's no bet for me. Uh, I won't be having one here, but um, already sort of invested anyway from last week on the... Um, I, I ended up backing the Cats for the flag. Yep. So I have got an interest, I guess, in the Cats. And we actually have an interest in the West Coast based on your tip up from last week as well. Yeah, so yeah. hard to know who to cheer in this uh, in this situation. But yeah. um, but I'm looking forward to the game. Should be a really good game. And, and obviously you're putting one up for the listeners, which is great. What about the King, our guest? The King. Any, he's thoughts, a, any thoughts He's on a rugby match? rugby union uh, specialist, but I know... He does he, watch a little bit of AFL. <laughs> I know so. he has. He loves all sport. King, what do you think? Um, I think if I had to, I'd probably, 
probably go towards the West Coast. Yep. I feel like they've had enough games in the last few years over in the MCG that you know they're getting a bit more used to it at this stage. They've been a good team for a couple of years now. Yep. So I don't think the home advantage is as is as big if they had played it down in Geelong, which there was rumours of. To, yep. Then that would that would change things more than it does playing in the MCG. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, there it is. Well, the uh, the two uh, professionals are, uh, are leaning towards uh, the West Coast. The mug has a lean towards the Cats, but uh, but no play. And Saturday night, it's the second game. Brisbane hosting uh, the GWS up at the Gabba. Brizzy, $1.62 here and the GWS $2.30, making Brisbane the eight and a half point favourite. What are you seeing there with Teams Logical and uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, so it's really fallen GWS's way with the week off in this final series. Probably the team that's benefited the most. They got their players back last week. They looked really good. So they've got Tomlinson back. For Delidio, I think that's a good swap. Swap. I really rate Tomlinson. And then uh, the Lions have got Robert Robertson for Robinson. Yes. Um, and they and the Giants managed to keep Green, uh, which you did tweet about. Uh, yeah, well, the we got a little Probably bit got, of got the mail from the obnoxious one. I don't know how he knows what's going to happen at the tribunal, but well, I don't know if I can say exactly uh, how the mail came about. But um, you got to question potentially the uh, integrity. Not just uh, not about the information coming out about the AFL's process. There was there some sort of underhanded uh, agreement with GWS before they even bought him to Melbourne. Uh, I'm not too sure, but uh, it was fair to say the information that we had was pretty strong early in the day that Toby Green would play. So how the GWS knew that? Yeah, I'll leave that up to you to decide. Yep, and unfortunately, I did actually have a bit of a bet on um, uh, Brisbane thinking that he wouldn't play. Um, my thoughts are on this game, that the, I think the line there is eight and a half, essentially saying they're equal rated teams. For the last sort of seven, eight, ten weeks, Brisbane's been rated higher than GWS, yep. and they were much rated much higher last week. Sometimes there can be overreaction after the first week of the finals. As we said, Brisbane weren't that bad last week. But the thing is, I think GWS really did come a long way last week. So for me, at the current price, I'm just going to say, no, I don't, I'm not going to have a bet on it. Yeah, okay. And um, for me, uh, I want to be on Brisbane here um, in this spot. Um, I feel uh, you get that overhype from the team that wins the week before. Yep. You forget that the team that loses is actually a really good team. Uh, They're playing at home. And GWS really went to, uh, I guess, an emotional place last week to play that aggressive brand of footy. It's so hard. I don't care what level of footy you play to bring that game week in, week out, especially in a, in a big final. So I'll be really surprised if they can bring that level of intensity, of aggression, uh, that emotional energy, a second week in a row in foreign territory. Um, in saying all of that, I don't want to be line betting um, in, a, in a final because all you got to do is win. There's no yes, percentage. There's point. nothing like that. Yep. And unfortunately, that head-to-head has probably dipped uh, to a level um, that I, I can't be betting at $1.62. So um, I think I'm going to have to... Gonna, yeah, shoulder arms? Yeah, I'm going to have to shoulder yeah, arms. Yeah, a little bit on. like myself, I think. I think, if anything, I'd be lean to Brisbane, but for me, no bet. Yeah, Yeah. so it's uh, at shouldering arms there for the boys. But I think we're both saying, um, if we're footy tipping, uh, we're both tipping uh, Brisbane. Uh, yourself, King, any thoughts on this one? I think Brisbane probably were better last week than the scoreline reflects and you know I, don't, I can't remember 
Well, certainly, I've been here for 10 years. I don't remember very many uh, games of Brisbane, finals games of Brisbane have played in that time that I've been here. Yeah. And you'd think, like, to use, like, a horse racing equivalent, they come on for the run a bit after last week. Yeah. You know, fix a few of the things that went wrong. And, yeah, so if I was if I was having a bet, which I don't even have if I was listening to Logical, yeah. uh, I'd be, yeah, siding it's, with Brisbane. It's a good yeah. point he makes, actually, that um, that I did hear a stat last week um, around Brisbane's finals record. I think they'd won 18 straight at the Gabba. Wow. So, they, they, they you know, it is a bit of a fortress for finals. So Yeah, well, it's um, a pretty intimidating sort of environment, I guess, for yeah. an away team to get up there yeah. have literally no support Unless you're a big Melbourne club like a Collingwood or Richmond, you, you're typically going up there and probably not having much no. much cheer for you. So it it, it would be uh, would be intimidating. Yeah, so. one one maybe to look look at there is that uh, the forty plus Brisbane that might be your option if GRS just bubble bursts, you know, and, and you know I said you said at finals they don't have to win, but then sometimes it, if a team's gone like that, yep. they just can just blow up, and you might be looking at a forty plus. Yep. Okay. Here we go, Rugby World Cup preview with the King. So we're going to start off just by talking about the outright. So King, um, what do you see here for the winner of the Rugby World Cup? Who do you like? Who don't you like? Who do you want to be for? And who do you want to be against? Well, Mug, there's been a lot of movement in this market based off, you know, not a whole lot happening over the last kind of six months. I, I think... Like my my fancy for the tournament is South Africa. Um, okay. They've moved from about twelve dollars into five dollars seventy over the last while, and their one is probably something that has moved for a good reason. They got in a they got in a very good coach, and they've just put really good structures in place that South African rugby has tended to struggle with. Um, you know, in in some previous World Cup cycles, uh, there was a lot of politics going on where yes. Razi Rasmus has come in and he's just dealt very well with the politics i think he got a lot of guarantees put in place in his contract before he started um so he's been a huge plus for for south africa also the fact that they're picking their overseas players again so they can pick their players from france and they've just got a lot of depth at the moment um you know like in south africa i like england as well who so south africa second basically second favorites about the five dollar fifty five dollar seventy mark yep um england are third favorites uh, about six dollar mark, um, England as well. You know, I like like them for similar reasons. South Africa, you know, really good strength and depth. I think the one reason I'd have South Africa over England would be, um, well, one thing is they can't meet New Zealand again till the semi final or till the final, where England can meet them in the in the semi because New Zealand and South Africa are in the same group. Yep. Um, and I think with England probably. They've got maybe three players who are really, really key and, and aren't very replaceable. Where I think in South Africa, really, Andre Pollard, the 10, is is the only one who's essentially irreplaceable. Um, you know, when I like the second and third in in the betting, it generally probably is going to fall into place that I don't like New Zealand at the price. You know, New Zealand are a great team, no doubt about it, and, and they still are rated the best team. Uh, I just think at the two dollars forty six, where it is in Betfair, probably only about two thirty with most of the corporates. Uh, it's not a price that would inter- interest me. Um, I think it's pretty short. I think you know there's there's a few teams this this World Cup that can beat New Zealand, where in previous World Cups there's really only been one or two who could beat them if they had a good day. Where when you look down to the list and it's like on a good day, South Africa, England, they could probably beat them on a 
on an average enough day as well. Even even Australia beat them recently. I don't know whether you take any weight out of into that at all. Yeah, uh, and the, uh, the box got them earlier in the year, was it, or late last year? Yeah, late yeah, last year. Yeah, and yeah, drew, yeah. drew yep. them then again in New Zealand this year. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, know a lot about them. rugby, but I've seen they didn't used to drop those sort of games, did they? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't read too much into the rugby championship because New Zealand are in previous World Cup years they haven't gone right in the rugby championship compared or the Tri Nations as it might have been for a couple of them um, compared to how they've, they've still gone and won the World Cup in 2011 and 2015 um, more what I've been reading into they're trying to change the way they play so the British and Irish Lions came down in 2017 to play in New Zealand New Zealand were pretty big favourites for the series and they've ended up drawing the series and what the Warren Gatlin coached British and Irish Lions did was they just played a very like rush defence up very quick in New Zealand's faces so they didn't give them time didn't give them time with the ball didn't have time to spread the ball wide and take advantage of you know their their big players out wide and some of their kind of flair back, back line players um, and New Zealand's really struggled with this and, and post 2017 Lions Tour Ireland have done the same thing to them uh, last November beat them in beat them up in Dublin England ran them really close at a time when England hadn't been playing particularly well and were missing some of their big big players. Um, so I just think when you look down through the list, like you know, I don't particularly fancy France, but France on their day could still could still beat New Zealand yep. in, in a one-off game. Wales, Ireland, England, South Africa, you know, all of them are capable of beating New Zealand, which I just don't think has been the case in previous World Cups. And um, King, I've got a few um, few few people close to me in the working uh, sense that are very keen on their their rugby union. Uh, so shout out to Niall and Jono, both good friends of the program. I'm very much looking forward to the uh, Rugby World Cup uh, section of the uh, program tonight. Um, they are saying to me today that they feel it's the most uh, open World Cup in a long time. So from what you're saying, you'd agree with that? Yeah, oh, absolutely. It, it definitely is. You know, there's been... You know, New Zealand gone off about two dollars forty. Like they, they've gone off a lot. You know, shorter prices before, and I've thought the shorter price was a good bet. So you know, to to not want to back them with this price, like you know, if you're just a casual follower and you see New Zealand at that price, you wouldn't be used to it. You'd be, oh, that looks like a good bet. But there are just more teams to beat them, and you know, you'll you'd get a better price. I'm pretty sure. You know, it depends how it works out, obviously, with who qualifies from the pools. But you get a better price back in New Zealand in the individual games. Yeah, like um, an accumulator sort of... Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. you know, bar them coming out and absolutely... So, so, so for the listeners on your outright then, uh, King, you're, you're saying um, you're happy to put up that one for the listeners, the South Africa 570, or is that too short for you now? I think there will be better way to back South Africa than backing them on the five seventy in the outright. Okay. So we'll we'll get to that when we talk about the we talk about the individual games. Yep. But if I was you know, if I was creating a book on, on the outright, I'd be opposing New Zealand the price, I'd be having a bit in South Africa and England and I'd be opposing Ireland twelve point twelve point five is very short for Ireland. We've we've had a very good team up until maybe the last six months and the confidence got out of it. The couple of the guys have got a bit old and just aren't producing, and a lot of our game plan revolved around. So Murray. Ireland's at, at what price is Ireland at the moment? Twelve point five. So you'd be happy to lay that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah which makes that still a pretty short price if you're if you're laying that. But you'd happy to you're happy to take that bet. Yeah. 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 I don't. I I just don't see it. Like we're, Ireland are going to have to play South Africa or New Zealand in the quarterfinal. Yep. The way the groups line up, um, and you know this time maybe last this time a year ago Ireland against South Africa 
you know, Ireland would have been favourites for the game, and they're certainly not going to be favourites for the okay. game. When they and logical, just here. just for the listeners at home, when uh, the King's talking about laying um, Ireland at, at at the twelve, essentially, what does that mean? Um, yeah, he's talking about using the platform betting platform called Betfair. For the listeners that don't know what Betfair is, it's a betting exchange which allows you to go and put up a bet and be the bookmaker. So you can say, I want to, if someone's even money, you can say, I'll put up that bet. Someone can, can back even money, $100 with me. So if, if, they're back, if they're backing even money with you or $2, you're back essentially backing that the same thing at $2 yourself. Yeah. But it, the, the further the price gets out, so if it gets to like 250 if you're laying a 250 shot, uh, which you are in here in New Zealand, essentially you're backing a dollar sixty-six yourself on them not to win the competition. And the the other side of the twelve dollar price for Ireland works out to be effectively backing a dollar twelve. I think it yeah. comes so to it's something pretty, like pretty short price. But obviously the king feels pretty strongly about that if he's uh, if he's going to be going into that one. Um, so actually no dollar eight. Sorry, dollar eight. Dollar eight. Yeah. Okay. So uh, so just to round out, uh, King. So at the moment, a bet for you would be the lay on New Zealand for the outright and probably not too much else at the moment is it and sorry for Ireland uh, at the lay as well yeah I think I think for the the casual bunder definitely New Zealand the lay in New Zealand you probably don't you probably don't want to be risking too much money you know getting yourself into a position where you've you've 100 you're laying Ireland to win 100 bucks but you know you're going to be losing near four figures Yeah, yeah okay all right very good all right, King, that's the outright done. We might have a quick chat about the pools and uh, your thoughts on those and, and who might be taking those out. And for those that don't know, the Rugby World Cup is made up of 20 teams. King, is that right? Yep. 20, 20 teams, and we've got uh, four pools of five teams. Um, we might start off by talking about Australia's pool. How do you like their chances uh, for their pool to take it out uh, with, with the odds that are up at the moment? And is that something that you could be betting on? Um, it should really come down to Wales versus Australia. That's that's the, you know, the main game in that group. Fiji did look like they were going to be a live outsider that could cause either of those teams trouble. Um, they haven't really impressed me in the in the warm up games. I do expect them to be better, to be better when when we get to the the tournament itself. I also think the conditions, the conditions should suit the Southern Hemisphere teams and the likes of Fiji over. The Six Nations team, so like Wales, Ireland, Scotland—not so much Scotland, but Wales and Ireland and England certainly. Uh, just the way they play the game, like the it's going to be very hard and fast um, in the pool stages. Um, the weather's going to be hot. It's going to be just conditions that the Southern Hemisphere teams are going to be more used to playing in than the Six Nations teams. Six Nations, you know, they play their the majority of their games in November uh, and then in February. So. The, the conditions up there, you know, the game totals are in much lower. It's very kick orientated. Yep. So it's not going to be a World Cup like that. What about, um, uh, again, a couple of the boys were asking me today, what about their conditioning? So they haven't played uh, top level rugby since November. They've no doubt been playing the one-off um, tests and so forth or going back to club rugby. How do you feel that that matters from the Southern team? So we've come out of Super 18, I think it is now. Uh, Super 18. Back, and to, then, back to 15. Oh, back, back to 15, 15 is it? Yeah. Uh, back to 15. And then into, uh, I guess, rugby uh, championship rugby. How does that uh, sort of make a difference for this Rugby World Cup? Um, potentially, we're at the end of our season. They're sort of just looking to get started, I guess. Yeah, it does It does make a difference. And it's, it's really thrown open, you know, 
just some viewpoints on some of the teams going through these these friendlies that have been happening in the last month. So, you know, Ireland played England in a friendly, got beaten by forty odd points. Um, and but what does it mean, I'm, King? Does it mean anything? I'm playing a good team. Well, I, I mean, if I expect them to get beaten, I didn't expect them to get beaten by forty points. But you know, they've talked about it since, and Ireland came straight from a warm weather training camp in Portugal, where they were getting absolutely flogged. They were basically training in these um these kind of five and six minute uh, stretches of the ball constantly being in play which is to get themselves ready for the conditions in japan mm. where england had done that two weeks previously to to ireland so england had then gone and played played wales before that where ireland had had a second team out against italy so the first run out that most of the first stringers got was in this was in this game and they just got manhandled yeah completely manhandled. you could see they were like pretty dead in the legs <laughs> But then subsequently have ramped it, ramped it up, and beaten Wales in the last couple of in the last couple of games. Um, so yeah, it's a tough one reading reading into these. Like I haven't been impressed with the Pacific Nations teams like in in the warm up games. A lot there's quite a lot of hype around Fiji and Japan, and I'm not really buying into it. Okay. The the conditions will will help them when they get there, but I find it hard to see them. You know, turning over one of the one of the big Six Nations teams. I mean, Japan will play Scotland. That I think that's probably Game the best interest. chance of one of the the so called minnows turning yeah. over turning over one of the big teams. But um, what you didn't quite answer yet, and what and what the mug is trigger happy, it's patriotic. He wants to know uh, Australia. You didn't quite. You're a bit hesitant on Australia. Eighteen dollars fifty on the Betfair. I see just here. Are you saying? For the punters out there, they like to back Australia. What would you say? Is that a bet, or is it just a stay so that, away? So that's for the outright, and the price there for the for them to take out the pool two dollars ten. I, two, I, two I ten saw. for the pool. Yeah. So is that is that a bet for the for the punters there, King? It's it's essentially the price of the game against Wales for for the most part. I, you know, I think if I was back in Australia, I would rather take the 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 pool price because I do think. I do think that Fiji have more chance of upsetting Wales than they do of upsetting Australia. Okay. Um, even though Wales are slightly higher rated, I think with the conditions Wales playing Fiji, they could be in for a bit of a shock if, if Fiji can get things going. They've a lot of talented players where Australia are used to used to playing those kind of teams more often and in those conditions. So Fiji could slip one past Wales early on and, and then you've got a better you're on a better bet with your Australia in the pool rather than trying to Back okay. Australia just to beat Wales. Well, that's some good insight there for for the listeners. Uh, in saying that, King, is it a bet? Is it is is Australia to take out the pool or the outright or the outright? Is it a bet? Um, I wouldn't be backing it. Okay, <laughs> there we go. There it is. I'd, I think with Australia, I would rather wait and and, and pick a game uh, and yeah. like have a look at a game and you know when they get to the knockout stages like. A look at a quarter volume. Australia can produce on their day. I, I just find it hard in the air right to see them producing in a in a quarter final, a semi final, and a final. Okay. Um, and probably on on like Australia, like a lot of these outsiders in these tournaments, they're probably all up. Price is probably going to be bigger than that eighteen dollars fifty if they make the like they're all up to make it, and then yeah, and then like, the, the yeah, roll yeah, through yeah, is probably going to be bigger than isn't it? Like they're going to have to go through, you know, likely going to have to go through, you know. England, South Africa, New Zealand, you know, along, along the way. And, you know, we've seen the prices they've been going off. Yeah. You know, even though they did beat New Zealand over in Perth, they're going off big prices. In those, like I've just in put into games. the calculator here, $2.10 times four, their four games to win it, that's nineteen forty. They're going to be going off bigger than $2.10 in most of those games, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. the accumulator for the Aussies is going to be, is going going to be, be the bet. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. 
Okay, so we've touched on outright, we've touched on some pool stuff. Um, now, King, you've got a game in the first uh, round of, of matches that you particularly like the uh, the look of. Which one is it, and what side do you want to be on? Um, yeah, Mug, it's uh, the New Zealand versus South Africa game. Okay. And as we touched on, kind of on the back of the outright, instead of backing South Africa in the outright, my preferred choice is to back South Africa to beat New Zealand in this first game. Um, if they beat New Zealand, you know, they get the easier path into the final when they meet New Zealand again but also if they beat New Zealand their rating is going to is going to drop and people are going to see that you know that they're a better team well, my view is that they're a better that they're a better team than, than they're currently rated so in the game it's New Zealand are minus seven and a half so you're getting over a try which is a good number it's a good number getting the seven and a half um, it's a bit of a key number so yeah I just think I just think you know with humidity there's going to be Probably it's likely to be humid. You know, ball might not be as, you know, dry and flinging the ball around. The games at night, um, as well, and I just think all of everything plays into plays into South Africa's hands. Also, the fact that New Zealand aren't out if they lose the game. You know, they're still getting to the quarter final. They're still going to be big favourites against either Ireland or Scotland when they get to the next round. So they're far from dead and buried. And you know, New Zealand can start slow and still build into the tournament. They're confident enough to back themselves. You know, if they play South Africa in the final, they'll they'll still back themselves to be able to beat them. But I think South Africa to get the win over New Zealand early on, and you know, it's going to be will be a huge thing for momentum for South Africa for the rest of the tournament. Okay. So that's that's Saturday the twenty first of September. So it's a little way away. You, you you said you liked the plus. What about would you be backing them to win the match as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be back. I'd be backing both. Yeah, yeah. And, um, great. and are you? You know, we've spoken at different times throughout the year from an AF, AFL perspective. I know logical. Um, if he likes something at the plus, he'll have some head to head. He'll more than likely have some forty plus as well. Is that part of your? Uh, Mo, that you would be backing some margin stuff as well if you like something at a, at a line or a head-to-head bet as well. Yeah, I usually would. Like, a, it can often depend on the game. Like, it, in games that you think are quite, you know, vol- volatile, I'd look less at the back in the lines and you know, dollar ninety shots and just go for the if I'm if I like an outsider, just go for the outsider to win the game or on a, a thirteen plus, which is the, the union equivalent, plus. equivalent yeah, of okay. the Aussie AFL forty plus. Um, in a game like this where you know there's not as much variance these teams you know they play each other quite regularly I'd be happy to take the line and to take the and to take the um, South Africa to win the game um, you know you, you'll get a you'll get a decent price on the on the 13 plus as well so I wouldn't turn I wouldn't turn people off but yeah my main bet will be in order my main bet will be South Africa to win the game yeah follow, okay. followed by the All right, seven good. and a half and, and King do you, uh, how do you see the market changing between now and the jump do you, do you see any line movement there does the smart money come in the, on, on the Saffirs or or uh, do you feel that money is going to come for the favorite uh, for, for the Kiwis in this one um, like certainly in the outright in the last week I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say there is it good for the punters to jump on now or should they hold off to, to the uh, to the jump uh, personally like I've been back in it at the moment trying to get on Um trying to get on you mainly just back in a bit of the head-to-head and better and stuff but um yeah I, i'd be taking it now like i i've talked to a few other people like you know i'd respect as well and most of us have south africa sub 3.0 in in the in the price and at the moment you can get a between 320 to 350 um yeah so i'd be i'd be back in it now Okay. If, if, if you can, if, if the bunners can get on they should yeah take it now all right well there's a great uh great tip up for the listeners
Okay, gentlemen, it's come to that time of the program where we need to have a betting recap. So, Logical, uh, where is your money going? Oh, well, I really th- I really like South Africa versus... No, just, just joking. <laughs> <laughs> but I will be backing it. Don't worry about that. Um, I think uh, I liked West Coast in the game, um, and that was the only thing I tipped up so far. A bit light on. One other thing, actually, that did catch my eye during the week was Collingwood for the outright. Uh, I think you can still get them at 370 on the bet on Betfair, um, it's really fallen their way. It's not 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 even that I like Collingwood as a side. It's just they're going to get a soft prelim of against um, GWS or Brisbane at the MCG with a hundred thousand supporters, which you're going to really like them in that match. Not that they they can't lose, but that they're probably going to be quite short. They could be dollar fifty, dollar forty in that match, and then they get into the grand final. And if West Coast or Geelong can manage to um, knock off Richmond, then you then you're really in a great spot. But then even that price. Multiplied up with Richmond, I think the three seventy is pretty good value. So okay, excellent. Um, uh, well, there was nothing, uh, and I think this might be a first for the program. Uh, yeah. No, no bets for me at all. So very thankful to have uh, the King on the program to uh, give us a bit more fat. Um, and King, just to recap, the bets that you're putting up for the listeners um, for for the Rugby World Cup and uh, and your first game, can you just refresh us there? Well, yeah, you're not really living up to your uh, mug name here. Uh, you know, you've been spending too much time at Logical, I think, with these no bets on the uh, said, AFL finals. I think, I think I said this last week, and I'll say it again. He might not be putting up tips, but I can guarantee he will not, not be having a bet over the weekend. <laughs> uh, what do you got for us, mate? Um, yeah, so my, my main one is just getting with South Africa to beat New Zealand in kind of any way you want to really, mainly mainly on the just the head-to-head, so around the... $3.25, but chop around and, and see what you can get there. Uh, anything above $3, I'd be happy to take. Um, the plus seven and a half uh, on the line as well, I'd, I'd be taking that. And then, you know, a bit of bit of South Africa, England in the outright, and then if you can lay New Zealand as well, at, you know, around the 250 mark. Fantastic, mate. Some uh, some great insight there and uh, a little bit extra for the listeners to uh, plough into, I guess, after AFL season is, uh, is finished. So... Um, mate, been fantastic to have you on the program tonight. Been a real treat for us and for the listeners, I hope, as well. So, mate, thank you so much uh, for giving up your time to be here tonight. Uh, uh, yeah, I really appreciate the King coming out. He's giving us a bit of betting diversity. We're all about diversity here at the Barefoot Punter. <laughs> so it's been good to have him here. Fantastic. And uh, Logical, of course, always great to have you on, on board and, uh, and giving the listeners some professional AFL stuff as well. Uh, guys, that's the end of the program. Thank you so much for tuning in. As we always say, uh, gamble responsibly, but more importantly, gamble to win. The Barefoot Hunter, because statistics are the best. The Barefoot Hunter, because you don't need footwear to bet.